Today on the DML News Podcast, I'm Ryan. I'll be filling in for DML. Today we'll be covering a new poll showing who Democrats would like to see run for president if Biden does indeed drop out of the 2024 race. Also, a Democrat representative claims Lake and Riley's murder shouldn't help shape our future immigration policy. Plus, Dr. Phil takes the red pill and makes the host of The View look stupid. And it's all unfiltered. Dennis Michael Lynch gives you his word and he will never let you down. He will always fight for America. The only one who really puts his money where his mouth is, is Dennis Michael Lynch. Hey everyone, as I stated in the intro, I will be filling in for DML today. It's me and Denny. First, I just wanted to remind you all that the current deal on DMLCBD.com, the buy one, get one free for the Miracle Me Pain Body Relief Oil, will be ending tonight at midnight. I personally use it after I lift weights. It helps me with my recovery. And I know we've gotten so many testimonials from people over the years about how it's helped with their pains and aches. I think it's a great intro. If you haven't tried Miracle Me Pain Relief Body Oil yet, I think it's a great intro into trying it and seeing if you like it because obviously the mini is cheaper than the 6.7 and if you want to find out if it works for you i suggest you get in and buy before midnight and you know just as a as an add on there even if you have tried it um you know the benefit of the mini is that it is a perfect travel companion i mean if you're looking to uh, go to the gym and actually apply the oil right there and then it's better to be bringing the small little mini bottle than sometimes the big 6.7 if you're going even on a flight or a road trip and you don't want to bring your giant uh, 6.7 bottle the mini is perfect for that so even for those that have in the past bought the 6.7 if you are looking for that perfect little uh, travel size companion uh, I, I definitely think the mini works for that as well, too. Yeah, I agree totally. And again, go to uh, dmlcbd.com slash BOGO, B-O-G-O, for the buy one, get one free. If you buy one, we'll send you two. If you buy three, we'll send you six. And if you buy 10, we'll send you 20. All right, so let's get into it. So, Denny, I know that a poll went out to Democrats. Do you have the details on that? Yes, yes. So, as... Everyone is very likely aware in this country at this point. Um, no one in the Democrat Party has complete confidence in Biden, uh, let alone winning, but also maybe making it to November. I'm not saying that in terms of a ill wish of death. I'm saying that in terms of his mental health capacity and the overall confidence that he can even just pull through months of campaigning. Uh, so what Ryan just alluded to is that there was a uh, survey put out. I believe there was just about 1,500 respondents. It was conducted by McLaughlin and Associates. And based on that straw poll, they were asking respondents who they would like to see as Biden's replacement for the uh, upcoming election if he were to uh, not become the nominee, which again, this would be a little bit unprecedented, but there have been crazier things to happen in presidential elections. However, I think the most shocking part here is that Michelle Obama came away with a whopping 47% uh, based on the responses that they would like her to fill in for Biden should he not be the one running. Uh, Following her would be Gavin Newsom at 32%, Vice President Kamala Harris at 6%, and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. at 2%. Now, Look, th- this this is a very critical poll. Uh, here's a reason why. I mean, 
I already kind of said it. You guys already kind of know it. I know Ryan knows it too. Uh, Biden is struggling, and they are really trying to push him out here. Uh, I think the biggest or, or a, a classic, I'm sorry, I think a very notable uh, way to tell that they're really trying to push him is that he just made an appearance on Seth Meyers last night. And uh, here's a clip of Seth Meyers asking Biden what his 2024 agenda is going to be. And in classic Biden fashion, he gets the year wrong. Ryan, you want to play that clip? What do you would you want to do? What's your 2024 agenda? Because I feel like we live in such crazy times that that is one of the things I feel we hear less about. Look, the 2020 agenda is to finish the job. So look, just a little clarification there uh, following that video. I mean, as you can see, Biden thinks it's 2020. That poll that I read to you guys came out of CPAC from this past week as to who conservatives believe will likely be the replacement. Um, I think it's very telling that our own vice president uh, has no confidence in, in, in filling in the spot. And Ryan actually has another poll that kind of contributes to the idea that maybe Michelle Obama will be the one that's pushed. Well, I don't really. This poll is uh, Ramusin reports and Michelle Obama only has 20 percent. So I'll just go through it real quick. So 27 percent says none. 20 percent says Michelle Obama. 15% Harris, 12% Clinton, 11% Newsom, 9% Whitmere, and then 6% not sure. And, you know, the poll that you just talked about is CPAC. Uh, th this went out to Democrats, right. the Democratic Party. So the Democratic Party can't even agree on who they would like to see replace Joe Biden. I mean, the highest one is Michelle Obama with 20%. I mean, that's not really that high. And but it seems like if Biden does end up not being in the 2024 presidential ticket, I think there's going to be some some turmoil in saying who would we run. I mean, the fact that 15% say Harris, you know, it's very spread out. A lot of numbers up against each other. I'm surprised Newsom pulled 11% because I would think that they would send Newsom out. Instead of, because I don't think Michelle Obama wants to run. I don't think she will run. But I thought Newsom would be in the in the bullpen. But for only 11% of people to say they would like to see him replace Biden is uh, pretty low in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I think overall just these two polls are very telling to the idea that Michelle Obama, who is a former first lady, she she holds no current political position, whereas Newsom is governor. And again, Kamala Harris is our own vice president. I mean, if, you know, again, this is speculation, but if, if Biden were to pass away, uh, as any other president in the past would, the, um, the, the next line of secession is naturally the vice president. And yet, when you got conservatives and Democrats basically having her ranked lower uh, compared to, in that poll that you read, Michelle Obama and then nobody, I think it's just a perfect... Uh, I guess, portrait that there's no instilled confidence in, in our vice president. Uh, and, and like you said, Ryan, I don't see Michelle Obama wanting to lead the torch here in doing it. Like we've said it before in, few, in, in past episodes, I don't think she has an interest. I think her propping up is more because she shares the Obama name and Democrats, as we know, love Obama. It, it, he's basically the, the king of that party. So uh, look, I, I think... The real question becomes, are we really going to see Joe Biden on that presidential ticket? And if we don't, is it really naturally going to go to Kamala Harris? Or is the 
you know, the Democrat Party going to try and pull some strings here to get Michelle Obama to lead? I mean, an Obama-Harris ticket would be a very interesting turn of events. You got uh, two black women there leading a presidential ticket that's never been done before in the United States. But both of those ladies come with a lot of controversy. And it's not necessarily like Kamala Harris is uh, doing all too well as vice president. So that is a reflection of why a lot of people rank her so low. I think the more natural selection here would be a Gavin Newsom. But even so, he, he's not a popular governor. I mean, he tries to portray himself to be. But, you know, he was recalled once. And the, it looks like they may even try to do another recall vote. Uh, I think he's going to be more... I think he's going to become quicker damaged goods than we realize. You know, um, I mean, Harris, her approval rating is in the dumps. So obviously I don't think she would be a good, good pick. I don't want to make predictions here, but you know, Michelle Obama, I really don't see her being on the ticket. And then that just leaves, I think the Democrats kind of scrambling for who would be on that ticket. Cause I don't think Joe Biden's going to make it, but in truth, you know, Democrats, <laughs> We always say one of their strengths is uh, their unity together. So even even so, there there will be some turmoil if if they are going to find someone to to replace Biden. Um, but they'll unify along with the idea, like, oh, this is going to be natural. But as we all know, their policies are damaging, and their messaging is even worse. And I don't think there's a better example than uh, Democratic Representative Katie Porter going on to what was it CNN? And yes, yeah, CNN with Aaron Burnett. Uh, and she discussed, as we discussed in this uh, podcast uh, an episode ago, about the recent murder of Lakin Riley, who was a young college student at the University of Georgia, and she was killed by an illegal immigrant from Venezuela. And an illegal immigrant at that that has had a record of violence. This is what she uh, had to say about that murder and situation on CNN about Lakin Riley. Well, I think when a horrible tragedy like like this happens, I think whenever we're dealing um, with violent crime, there is a sense of outrage, of sadness and of loss. But I think the important thing to focus on is any one instance shouldn't shape our overall immigration policy. Yeah, right. So basically, Katie Porter here is saying, yes, her death is tragic. Yes, her death is sad, but all because she died or I should say was murdered. Uh, we should not be changing our immigration policy. Uh, what is your response to that? Yes, yeah, so I, I, you know what I come away with? That she has the brain size of a walnut. To say that Lakeland Riley's murder should not shape immigration policy, being that giving, being an incentive to close our borders is asinine. It really is because... Lakeland Riley would never, she would never have been murdered or have her life taken away if this piece of garbage didn't come through the border. And then especially since he's been released and has a rap sheet. So there's a lot. This shouldn't just only shape immigration policy. This should also in shape our justice, uh, justice process. We know how terrible Democrats are. There's really nothing worse, though, than a California Democrat. I mean, like we just said, look at Kamala Harris. Uh, Katie Porter is a representative out of California. And to your point, Ryan, like th this, this man is a piece of human garbage. And it's funny because Aaron Burnett doesn't push back. But if I were Aaron Burnett and I was interviewing Katie Porter and she said 
yes, her death is tragic, but it shouldn't shape immigration policy. My response would be, well, what is the immigration policy? Because this man did not come over legally. Open borders. Yeah. This man did not come over legally. He came through an open border. And the reality is, if we actually had our border closed, this young woman who was a nursing student would still be alive. So the fact that Katie Porter can say with her whole chest there, and I mean, you know, just take a breath there, Katie. <laughs> you kind of looks like she kind of needs it. Um, the fact that she could say that and almost say it without any sort of emotion or remorseful attachment, it just shows how deluded the Democrats have become, but how strong they are on wanting to stick to this messaging that makes it seem that illegal immigration is just going to become the new normal. It really only kind of has considering what, what Biden has allowed to happen. And I know he's, uh, you know, based on that Seth Meyers interview, he's planning to visit the border. Finally, uh, took him long enough, but you know, someone who actually recently visited the border, um, and, basically came away with, oh my gosh, this is an absolute disaster, is, is none other than Dr. Phil. Uh, he had gone down there a few weeks ago. He actually uh, had a little camera crew and recorded firsthand what was going on, even spells out that it's an absolute human disaster. And look, Do Dr. Phil actually has been making a lot of moves since uh, his daytime television um, days. He was just on Joe Rogan. Uh, talking about the damages and, and basically the overall destruction that the uh, gender-affirming care industry has had on healthcare, But I think one of his uh, big moments here is what he just did when he went on The View, which, God bless him, when it's someone that has an opposing view to those five women, uh, they seem to just like come at you and try to pound on you. But he just came away with another great takeaway when he was on The View uh, they were discussing about COVID lockdowns. Now, I know if you're listening to this podcast, you very most likely do not watch The View, which is good because it's really just propaganda. All the ladies on The View panel have the idea or the belief that uh, COVID was this destructive plague that was going to uh, upend children's lives in the way of it being a medically intrusive thing, that they were more susceptible or that you know the lockdowns were going to help them from catching it and dr phil basically came with the counterpoint of actually it was the covid lockdowns that were more detrimental to the health of kids not covid itself so ryan's actually going to play that clip uh right now where he pushes back on the view ladies and the same agencies that knew that are the agencies that shut down the schools for two years who does that? Who takes away the support system for these children? Who takes them away and shuts it down? And by the way, when they shut it down, they stopped the mandated reporters from being able to see children that were being abused and sexually molested, and in fact, sent them home and abandoned them to their abusers with no way to watch, and referrals dropped 50 to 60 percent. So, there was also a yeah. pandemic yeah, going there was, on. They were trying to save, they were the trying to save kids' well. lives. Remember, we know a lot of folks who died during this. So it wasn't, people weren't laying around on, but well, you know what? We're lucky. Maybe we're lucky they didn't because we kept them out of the, the, the places that they could be sick because no one wanted to believe we had an issue. Are you saying no school children died of COVID? I'm saying it was the safest group. They were the less vulnerable group and they suffered 
and will suffer more from the mismanagement of COVID than they will from the exposure to COVID. And that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Yeah, I love nothing more, Ryan, than watching Whoopi Goldberg uh, squirm in the sense of trying to defend a very ill-thought position. And her position that, ah, the lockdowns were to help the health of the children, and then him push back and her really come away with nothing in response I don't think there's anything that uh, encapsulates better than Whoopi Goldberg just being a mindless idiot. Yeah, so I think Whoopi Cushion is a total moron. What Dr. Phil obviously is alluding to is the fact that the kid, like our children, the you know kids in elementary school, even high school, middle school, they were the safest group. You know, they're young, they're healthy, they were the safest group from COVID. And we went and we stripped them out of schools in order to protect them with, you know, I'm doing quotes here. Meanwhile, the intelligence, the social intelligence of these kids were drastically affected. I mean, I was in college during the lockdowns and during school lockdowns and I was online. I'll tell you, it was 10 times harder to learn focus when you're in an online Zoom classroom. So for Whoopi and them to say that it was better off that, you know, kids got sent home to maybe a bad home environment and where school is their only outlet. But besides that point where they get sent home and there's these issues with the, they're not learning and they're now what look at these kids, they're falling back and in grade level reading. And here's the thing, right? I mean, you got Whoopi, I was about to call her Whoopi Cushion because you said, <laughs> you got Whoopi Goldberg here who, you know, was an actress and then becomes a commentator in The View. Then you got Anna Navarro, just another commentator. I, don't get me wrong, you know, Dr. Phil was a, a TV personality, but he's rooted in being a psychologist. He knows this way better than any of the women on that panel. And he has dealt with, uh, I mean, he has dealt with the weirdest of mental health cases when it Weird. comes to kids. Yeah. I mean, you could say sometimes he's, he was, uh, his show was featured in some viral clips. If you remember, uh, the one girl, the bad ba- Barbie girl who catch became, me outside, catch me outside. How about that? Yeah. My God, talk about a mess, but he is a psychologist at the end of the day. And he is talking about the impact. I mean, Ryan, you went through it. You were still in college during COVID, as you tough. mentioned, he talks about that impact of how kids struggled and it didn't end with the lockdowns being lifted. Kids are still struggling today because we went to an environment of remote learning, um, you know, trying to do zoom uh, conference calls that just didn't work out. Some of the teachers didn't even know how to use the zoom correctly with the presentations. It was just an absolute mess. And to his point, when he says it right there to, to Whoopi, they were the least vulnerable group. This illness, this disease, COVID, impacted those that were at their unhealthiest, impacted those that uh, were overweight, impacted those that uh, just had autoimmune compromise. And, you know, there's Anna Navarro, like, are you trying to say that uh, kids uh, were not killed by COVID? Well, I mean, in a way, he is. Look at the actual statistics of COVID-induced deaths, deaths among uh, children, and it's completely lower than any other demographic. And those kids that unfortunately did perish usually had some kind of pertaining health issue. What should have happened was if you were more susceptible based on uh, your health-related history, then yes, maybe uh, an alternative thing could have been done for you. But to apply that concept on a broad scale to everyone 
has not only just been disastrous um, when it happened, but the long-term implications are still there. So I want to give Dr. Phil major kudos on at least standing his ground uh, to these women because uh, they, you know, they're not easy to, to have um, constructive arguments. They're like with. hyenas. They are. They are. They're, they're looking for those gotchas. And you know, I'm sure they're aware that Dr. Phil has been making the rounds recently of, hey, transgenderism is actually evil. Uh, the border is actually wide open and it's and a disaster. So, I mean, the fact that we have a television personality psychologist going to the border before our own president, I think speaks volumes to obviously the state of the country. Well, Ryan, that, those were mostly the, the stories we had on our, our docket today. Yes. Uh, uh, we, we promise, guys, that we'll have a longer uh, podcast coming up. It's just a busy day with a lot of things going on. Ryan, do you want to give maybe another rundown on uh, the BOGO special? Yeah, again, so we're having a buy one, get one free for the Miracle Mini Pain Relief Body Oil. Like I said, like Denny said, it's great for traveling. And how I said, it's great. It's a great intro to the product. Again, it, it helps me. You know, it helps Denny. It helps a lot of people. So if you haven't tried it yet, it's a great introduction to the Pain Relief Body Oil. Go in there before midnight. and I don't think you'll regret it. Then Denny has something yeah. to add on to, and this. Well, I was going to say, you know, so definitely, uh, you know, jump in on the Bogo because uh, again, midnight, it's it's off. But just as a reminder, because we mentioned it last podcast and last week, uh, we are officially by start of next week going to be off Apple Podcasts. So in order to listen to the show, you need to download the DML News app. There's multiple reasons why we have gone this route. Um, and they're probably all reasons you can kind of guess. You know, Apple has made it difficult. Uh, they're kind of in the same realm as what Google is doing, which I want to do an entire podcast soon about the disaster that has been Google Gemini. I can't actually get over how um, fall or, or how low this company has fallen with the rollout of their AI. But that's for another episode. So definitely download the DML News podcast. Uh, click on the alerts. You can always get the updates on when it's going out. But just be prepared. If you're going to Apple Podcasts starting March 1st, we will not be there. So I urge you guys to do it. And, um, you know, I just want to say, as DML usually always says, you know, God bless the troops. God bless this country. And as as I've started with these endings, I want to give today's blessing to David Sheldon, who is a longtime Team DML member. Um, I, I always love your comments in, in the live chat. You always have great insight and you're always kind of keeping up to date on what's going on in case you know one of us misses it. So uh, today's blessing goes out to David Sheldon. So I want to thank you. Every, I want to thank everyone for listening today. And uh, also, just before I forget, um, I have an interview coming up this Thursday. It's a special guest. Um, it'll be for the Future Ready series. And that should be available uh, later on later on in the day on Thursday. But as for tomorrow, which is Wednesday, we will be regular programming and DML should be back in the studio. So thank you, everybody, and have a great day. Thank you. Get the Dennis Michael Lynch podcast every day by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and download the DML News app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store for breaking news, merchandise, films, exclusive content, and team DML.